Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Brent Ferris Podcast. This is a conversation designed to help you get one step closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Today we're talking about grace and God's grace and how he can fulfill us with grace, even in times of trouble. Thanks for showing up. I think that grace is a fitting topic for us to communicate about, uh, especially today in times where I feel like there are more and more instances and more and more things for people, students, leaders, parents to get themselves into situations where they really just don't feel like they are worthy of the love of Jesus in their lives. Like the death on the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ isn't the problem. The problem is, is that they think that through their relationships and through the things that they've done or maybe the the situations they've gotten in that there are there are these pieces of the puzzle that they could out sin God like there's this reality of sin in their lives and they don't negate that and they don't go away from that they don't try to talk away or debate that what they what they get so caught up in is that they say things like you know Brent I've gone so far that God wouldn't want someone like me, or I've sinned so much that uh, there's no going back from here. I'm I'm just a sinner. I can never be clean. Uh, I'll never get to a spot where I can be clean. It's just over. My life is over. Well, maybe they don't say it like that. They're not that dramatic. But this is a specific conversation that I've had a couple times this year alone with some of my students um, and even some parents where, where there's this just overwhelming feeling of... of I just don't deserve this. And even in my own life, there have been times where I've really felt the weight of the sin in my life and in my position, I'm a pastor. So how can God use a guy like me when I'm messed up and I've got this brokenness that's a reality in my life? As a matter of fact, Paul talks quite often about these two selves. There's this there's this old self and the new self. If you believe in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and the resurrection, his death and resurrection on the cross... Um, his death on the cross, his resurrection from the cross. If you believe in that resurrection, confess with your tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe it in your heart, then you uh, have been given a gift of righteousness through Christ's righteousness, not through your own. And through that act, that act in and of itself, you've been given such immense and glorifying grace, but that grace is designed to pull you up out of your rut and to put you in light and in righteousness with Jesus Christ. So if you are in a position where you feel like, man, this is just, I'm no good. And as a pastor, I often will feel, man, I'm just unworthy. It's hard to be in a position like that. It's hard to feel that. So it needs to be talked about. We need to talk about God's grace and the reality of what that means for us as we approach God's grace. Because I also think that we can misuse God's grace. If God's grace is sufficient as it is, God's grace is sufficient to cover all sin, any sin, any sin that you are currently in, that you have done, or that you will do. If that's a reality, which I believe it is because of what Jesus promises in in the Holy Scriptures and the accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of his life, these authors write about what Jesus says. But if we believe in that, if we believe in that truth, we also can have a tendency as human beings to push the line and push the envelope so then God's grace becomes a scapegoat. And to escape from our current reality of death, sin, destruction, well, I can go clear my slate today at church, but tomorrow, Monday through Saturday, I'm going to be going crazy. I'm just going to fill that slate back up again, and there's going to be nothing that you can do to stop me. I think that's wrong, too. I think we got to talk about... 
the idea of grace in and of itself. And first is and foremost is that definition of grace and probably more so a definition of forgiveness. The, the idea that forgiveness is, is this, um, it's a, it's a financial term. It's to stop requiring, requiring the payment of money that is owed. So there's this, there's this debt, this thing that can't be filled that is owed. And to forgive that is to wipe that clean and say, Hey, you no longer owe me for that. Even though the debt is there, I'm going to erase the debt. Now through Jesus Christ coming in, our sin created a debt in our relationship with God. And in that relationship, we can never have repaid the amount. A lot of student loans feel that way, but eventually there's an end to those. This, there would never have been an end. We could never have been, we could have never outgooded our sin. We could have never outgooded, and I'm making that word up, obviously. We could never have been so good that our sin mattered so little. The reality is, our sin caused the disruption in the relationship with Jesus, in our relationship with God, and it is through a relationship with Jesus Christ that we have access to God. Jesus said in John, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man will come to the Father except through me. Now, there are two people that say that. One, somebody's lying. Two, you're telling the truth. Those are the only two types of people that would say that. That is a bold, bold statement by Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to God except through me. That's a bold statement. So for Jesus to claim that and then to go on and pursue that, and for him to go and die on the cross and to raise again in that moment when you call it your shot like Babe Ruth and you hit it right where you said you were going to do it, right where you were going to hit it, you do everything you said you were going to do. There's some validity to this idea that, okay, if a man says that, he calls his own shot like I'm going to beat death and he beats death. And it's through that opportunity, through Jesus Christ, that God forgave us of our sins because Christ became sin on the cross. He bore our shame. He bore all of that. And for the first time in eternity, he was disconnected from God the Father, which I can't even imagine what that does, uh, what that would look like. And in that moment, we were extended God's grace, this unmerited divine assistance given to us for our sanctification, that through Jesus... Through Jesus, we could have relationship, restored relationship with God. And I think it's important to talk about, especially in today's culture, especially in the things that are going on today, because there are so many times, I think, in our culture, in our situation, just here where I work, there are students that deal with some very real things, and they get hung up on some things that they shouldn't be doing, and they they do some things that they shouldn't be doing. They say some things I'm sure they shouldn't shouldn't be saying. And, and then there's just this reality of, I can just go to church on Sunday and everything will be okay. And though you can always come to church on Sunday, that in and of itself does not excuse or negate the reality of sin in your life. As a matter of fact, it was Paul that talked a lot about these two different relationships, the old self and the new self. And if you, if you have put your trust and faith in Jesus' resurrection, in Jesus Christ, if you have put your faith in him, you're dealing with two selves. You've got this old self, which is the sinful nature that's always trying to pull you back. It's like the darkness. And then you have your new self, which is filled with the light. You are the light of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. It's this new type of thinking, this new type of of living. And if you specifically pray to prayer or you believe in Jesus Christ, 
with your heart and his resurrection, that he is Lord, uh, and you've confessed that with your tongue, there is two pieces of, of the puzzle. There are two selves at war within you, your old self and your new self. And through that, through that war, through that battle, that's where we find ourselves gaining and losing ground, depending on which way we end up going. And in those moments, it's important to talk about the grace of God, because there are times where the old self, the, the darkness has won over in my life, and that I have gone down paths where I, I wish I hadn't gone down. I, I didn't mean to get down them, but I was down them, and I was, I was just getting pulled by the darkness in into the darkness and away from the light. And it is through God's grace that I could come out of those moments and still feel sanctified and still feel like I have been bought at a price and that I am, I am in a relationship with God no matter what I've done. This is what it says in Scripture. It says this in Romans chapter 8. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, and this is Paul talking to the church in Rome, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither heights nor depths, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the reason I bring this scripture up is because it's important to talk about the grace of God and the love of God and that nothing can separate us from the love of God. So in those moments where you feel like you were just so unworthy and you feel like you were the biggest loser in America or the biggest loser in the world, depending on what you've done and how bad you feel or how big you think your sin is, that nothing can separate you from the love of God. And in that love, God sent you a way out through Jesus Christ, his son. And we have this thinking in our lives today, again, where we think we can out-sin God's grace. And that's just untrue. That's not a truth that is coming from Scripture. That's actually a truth that's coming from that sinful nature, that darkness, trying to pull you back in the darkness. Ah, you're not that good anyway. You can't be saved from here, so why even try? And that's falsity. That's a lie. And Satan is known as the great deceiver. So why would he not lie to you about that stuff? Whereas Jesus coming at you with Paul saying, look, there's nothing you can do in Christ Jesus that could separate you from the love of God. And God loved you so much that he sent his son, Christ Jesus, to die for you. And through Jesus, you have an opportunity to restore your relationship with him. That's a pretty cool deal. That's a pretty big deal. And I think one of the things that we really need to pay attention to in God's grace is sometimes we can negate God's grace by thinking that our sin is bigger than God's grace. And when we do that, we take God off the throne and we say that our sin is bigger than God. That God's love, that His grace, that His forgiveness cannot handle the sins in my life. And if that is true, then Jesus shouldn't have had to come and die for us. If we could never have gotten there anyway, why send Jesus? And a lot of people are dealing with that piece of the puzzle. Well, why send Jesus if I'm not worth it? And there's obviously, God obviously thinks you're worth it. God obviously thinks that you're worth it because neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor present, nor future, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything else in all creation can separate you from the love of God. And I think that's a big deal. I think that's important. And as we get to explore God's grace in our lives, 
I hope that you take the time to explore this in your life as well. This has been the Brent Ferris Podcast. If you're interested at all in any of the music that's playing throughout the podcast, that's one of my good friends, Used With Permission, by Megan Tibbetts. It's M-E-G-A-N-T-I-B-B-I-T-S. She's a great artist. Check her out on iTunes. All of her stuff's up there. We love having you guys here, and we'll be back next week. To be honest, I've been planning it for a couple weeks, so here we are. Your leaves are changing colors, falling down to meet the other.